Miracy. Hello, I'm Abe Crystal, one of your hosts for Course Lab, and I'm here with a special episode. You listen to Course Lab because you want to learn how to make online courses that are more impactful for your students and successful for you. Danny Eaney and I appreciate the opportunity to really dive into the design of a course to help you take away what's most relevant for your own course. So that's why we thought you might be interested in a brand new show that just joined the Miracy FM podcast network. It's called Once Upon a Business, and it's hosted by our good friend and colleague, Lisa Bloom, the story coach. In Once Upon a Business, Lisa reaches into a fairy, folk, or traditional tale, and she pulls out the business and growth lessons that you could apply to your own course and course business. And to give you a taste of the show, I'm running an episode from that podcast right here in your feed. I chose this particular episode because the tailor in the story creates something beautiful, hits a wall, but then iterates and keeps going. Sound familiar? Just keep listening and you'll hear exactly what this new show is all about. There once was a tailor who spent his life making beautiful clothes for other people to wear. He made clothes out of soft velvet, shiny satin, and he used beautiful threads of silver and gold to make pretty dresses and splendid shirts and ever so many other things. One day, when he was cleaning up his shop, he found a box of beautiful cloth scraps left over from the fine clothes he had made over the years. None of the pieces were big enough to make anything by themselves, but if he sewed the scraps together, there was enough to make something. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the story coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. Each episode, we're going to explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. And so the tailor, having gathered together the beautiful scraps, began to sew. He stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched. And by the morning time, he had made himself a beautiful coat. Now, when he wore his coat into the market, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the new coat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? He looked closely at his coat and wondered if there was enough good cloth left in it to make something. That evening he stitched and he sewed, he sewed and he stitched, and by the next morning he had made a very fine jacket. When he wore his new jacket, everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear it everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? He looked carefully at the jacket and wondered if there was enough good cloth in it to make something. That evening, he stitched and sewed and he sewed and he stitched, and the next morning he had finished making a very fancy vest. Everyone admired it so much that the tailor decided to wear the fancy vest everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? He looked carefully at the vest and wondered if there was enough good cloth in it to make something. He stayed up all night and he stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched and by the morning time he had made a beautiful hat. 
The hat was so fine and sparkling that the tailor decided to wear his new hat everywhere. And that's what he did. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? When he looked at the hat, there was not much material left in it, but he wondered. That night, he stitched and he sewed and he sewed and he stitched and he made himself a beautiful button. In fact, it was so beautiful that he wore it everywhere. He wore it and wore it and wore it until it was all worn out. Or was it? The tailor took the ragged button in his hands and held it up to the sunlight where the sparkling thread shone brightly. Just then, a wind came up, and before he could close his hands, the threads from the button floated up and away. He was so sad. Was there nothing left? But then he realized there was something very precious left from his beautiful coat. It was this wonderful story. Stories always take us on a journey from one place to the next. Sometimes this journey is literal, sometimes it's metaphorical, but always we find ourselves transformed. This story, The Tailor's Coat, originating from Europe, takes us through a literal transformation of the pieces of cloth, and yet somehow teaches a powerful lesson. In this episode, as always, we'll explore the layers of meaning in story so we can discover more of the hidden wisdom in these tales. And, I hope, leave you to consider what this story may mean to you. The story of the tailor appeals to the innovator in us, and also the conservationist, as this talented maker of beautiful clothes tries again and again to make use of what's left of his creations. What I love about the story is how it appeals to not just the creation of something from nothing or something from very little, but actually the crafting of stories. How we can take the most mundane and repetitive actions in our day and turn these into fascinating stories. In this case, it's the repetition and the innovation that makes for an interesting story, leaving us wondering each time, what will he make now? And by the end of the telling, we understand that there's no need for waste. And ultimately, if your actions become a story, well, the material lasts forever. And likewise, as an entrepreneur or in business, our actions can become stories and the story has lasting impact. It does speak to a common entrepreneurial journey. Many of us start out working for someone else and give them everything we've got. Perhaps the tailor finally deciding to make something for himself is similar to the entrepreneurial desire to begin to create a business for ourselves. We take the scraps, the skills that we've developed, the experience that we've gained, and we launch our own business. Leaving my corporate career, I wondered, you know, what could I possibly do next? I thought about all the experience I'd had and the things I could possibly weave and stitch together that would be marketable, that had a potential to be a business. Initially, for me, it was coaching. I realized that the experience I'd had in my corporate training and development was enough to explore what coaching might mean as a business. But then I also realized that storytelling was something that I was really good at and people needed. But it was a kind of stitching together to see what emerged, to see what was possible. And that's how I became the story coach, by stitching together my skills, my experience and talent to create something quite new. I think that's why I love this story because it feels like something I've done and I've done many times.
I love how the tailor is so proud of his creation. He decides to wear it all the time and ultimately wears it out. It's like how we create something as an entrepreneur. We tend to work on it and work on it and sometimes beyond the time when it's still useful. And then we realize we need to reinvent ourselves to make something new. Just like the tailor, we need to take the scraps of what we've done, shed what's not working and find the new thing from what's left. Actually, I think it's part of what's required to be an entrepreneur, to be able to constantly reinvent, to always find the creativity to create something new. And there's also a point here about being worn out. I see how relevant it is to entrepreneurs. We can wear ourselves out and we can find ourselves overselling something that's no longer offering value. It's a trap we can fall into that can have a really bad impact on our business. And this speaks to me very personally. Firstly, I've worn myself out many times over the years, found myself working too hard or trying to push out a course or a program that's no longer really attracting the right audience or, or even any audience. Rather than figuring out what's not working, just trying harder to get it out. And that's the point where we all need to go back to our workrooms, like the tailor, and spend time stitching and sewing and stitching and sewing and spend time in our creative space to figure out what might work better. So one of the lessons, I think, from the story, The Tailor's Coach, is really never to assume something is over before it's over. <laughs> never to assume that something is finished, that there's always pieces that can be pulled together and we can make something out of almost nothing. I think it's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur, for anybody running a business, to be able to know that creating something out of nothing is always possible. And it's often the way forward because it's out of the scraps of what's been done before. It's out of almost the missing pieces that are not quite there that we can actually bring our creativity and bring our determination and bring our vision to create something really wonderful, really brand new and really beautiful. And then we can walk around the town with it. You know, we can be proud, we can step out and we can wear it until it's almost worn out, but not quite. So I worked with a woman some years ago who had left a career of 25, 30 years where she'd gone into an organization really as an assistant and had ended up on, actually on the senior management team. She'd done extremely well. But at some stage, she wanted to leave the organization and wanted to become a coach. And she did some coach training. She actually started her business, but she was really struggling to feel completely credible in the role. She felt like she was new. And so every time she would look for clients or clients would come to her, she felt almost apologetic that she was brand new in this and maybe couldn't quite offer what others could offer because she was so new. And we started working together and I wanted to explore this because here was a woman who for her entire career within her organization had been the person people came to for advice, for coaching, for mentorship. She was certainly not new in this role and yet somehow she had taken on this persona, this perspective that she couldn't really step into this new career because she was new. I'm reminded of her because 
I think what we began to do was really to to stitch together, to sew together all the pieces of experience and credibility that came from her corporate career that she could pull into this new role, to this new business. And once she managed to connect all the dots and to really pull together all those pieces and create the fabric of who she actually was in this role, then suddenly her confidence came back and she could really step into it in a completely different way. And the amazing thing was it was so fast after that because I remember after a couple of meetings and she really began to embrace this idea that there was this fabric of credibility, this fabric of who she had been her entire career that was simply being offered in a different way. Within a couple of weeks of this happening, she actually closed so much business that she had to start a waiting list for clients. And, you know, this was in May and the waiting list really was for the following year. So she pretty much booked herself out for the entire year. It was a phenomenal impact. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes Making It, Just Between Coaches, and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb, Jeff Govertson assembled the episode, and Danny Inney is our executive producer. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. All right, are you ready? Wait, what's my cue? It's a behind the scenes kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Just Between Coaches, the podcast that tackles difficult coaching conversations head on. I'm Melinda Cohen and your host for this show. I also know that I'm listening when, again, my mind is relaxed. So I can almost sense that I'm listening on multiple levels. That's a great frame. That's a, that's a really great way to think about it. Um, I think so, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I think that something that is very dangerous is for people to think that being a great coach comes from having the credentials. One has nothing to do with the other. So again, part of it is just you know, either through questions or asking what they've tried, or sometimes it's, you know, the forest for the trees thing. My favorite part of having the hard conversation is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So while I love what's on the other side, I think navigating through that conversation is my favorite part. Yeah. Because We're not there necessarily as coaches to provide solutions. We're there to guide our people towards solutions. And I don't know if it's, you know, societal pressure or peer pressure, but we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. 
I want to help and support coaches so that they can evolve into their greatness. My desire for the show is if I could scoop up all of the coaches and bring them into my living room and bring up the topics that leave crinkles in our forehead so that we can fully understand what it means to show up in our greatness fully confident so that we can build better businesses, so that we can be better coaches, so that we can make a lasting impact on this world collectively. And we want to rise to that level. That being said, you do want to set yourself up and your clients up for success by making sure that there is clarity around their expectations and your expectations as to how you can help them. People have to know a little bit about what you offer. Otherwise, how do they know that they need what you can help them with in terms of that transformation? And I love having the conversations and navigating the topics that keep us at the forefront in a time with what I call the results revolution. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to start by saying that this is a really good problem to have, right? So if you have someone who's resisting your price, it means they're really interested in working with you. The thing is, sometimes it becomes negative. It becomes toxic. I've been in the coaching industry for almost 20 years now. And over these years, I have seen everything behind the scenes in our industry, everything that works, everything that doesn't work. I've seen the evolution of our industry and of what it means to be a coach. I just want to say to all the coaches out there, you know, matching who you are to the kind of coach that you want to be is just a practice. Do you want to add some parting words? No, I think you did great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, this is absolutely the tone, the feel, the everything. Okay, so I'm going to stop the recording now. Why are you stopping the recording? This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a wrap. That is going to be an amazing session.